All right. Welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we've got a really nice guest, Matt Piccini. Matt is an author, Tony Award winner, and a real estate investor. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you? Really, really well. Doing really well. Appreciate Good. you Good. taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, but before we get into that, I want you to tell the world, who is Matt Piccini? Well, as you said, I'm a real estate investor and a syndicator. I am a Tony Award winner and uh, an author of a number one best-selling book called Backstage Guide to Real Estate. Oh, awesome. Tell us a little bit about that book, Backstage Guide to Real Estate. Sure. The Backstage Guide to Real Estate walks through my journey as a real estate investor. You know, I, I'm an investor in over 8,000 units, apartment units across the country, fractional ownership, and two-thirds of that are deals that I'm a limited partner in, and one-third of that, a little over 2,300 doors, are doors that I'm a general partner in, and I manage those assets. And the book talks through my journey, starting with my purchase of my first residential, uh, my primary residence, and then I got involved in um, a little bit of fixing and flipping. I bought a vacation rental. I did a uh, what's what's called a house hack now, even though I didn't know that term existed back then. Sure. Um, and did a bunch of things in real estate and eventually found my niche in apartment syndication. So the book tells that story of a guy who was an actor who got into digital marketing and was doing real estate as a hobby for 10 years and then started doing it full time. And it teaches the keystone concepts that I learned along the way uh, for the reader so that they can hopefully enjoy the book hopefully it's 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 a good interesting read there's some humor in it but also some good education there's 60 different real estate terms that i define throughout the book you get those keystone concepts it's a really great uh i think uh manual for people who are interested in investing passively in real estate that's awesome i think a lot of our viewers can either relate to that process of going from you know a regular job into a real estate full-time or maybe they're in that regular job and they're looking to go into real estate full-time can you tell us a little bit about that maybe that pivotal moment or series of moments that you had when you made that change yeah so back in 2001 if you can remember where you were dan i was working in my own little digital marketing company and if we, if you think back to early 2001, that's when the dot-com bubble burst. Mm -hmm. So all of my clients were either going out of business or not spending money on digital projects. And it was at that exact time that the, my landlord for the place that I was renting to live in told me that I had 90 days to get out of my apartment. Uh, wow. That freaked me out. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do. I had a business that was imploding and I needed to find a place. I live in New York. So New York City, place to live, no real job, difficult situation. I went in-house. Showtime was a cable channel. Uh, the, the cable television channel was a client of mine. They offered me a position in-house. I went in there, started working there. And instead of renting, which I was planning on doing, I ended up buying an apartment. It wasn't necessarily the, the part of town that I wanted to live in. But uh, in buying that apartment, two and a half years later, I sold the apartment and more than quadrupled my initial investment. Wow. And that's when the light bulb went off. Wow, how do I do that again? And how do I do more of that? So I ended up doing real estate at that point as a hobby. I had a really good career uh, climbing the ranks of uh, you know digital marketing in, in New York City, working at a number of different advertising agencies and did real estate on the side as a hobby. 
And a little over six years ago, my wife got completely out of the blue. She got an opportunity in Miami, Florida. And so when we moved from New York to Miami, and obviously just to make things confusing for all your listeners, I'm back in New York. But, but when we had made that initial transition six years ago to Miami, that's when I went full-time into real estate. Um, I thought initially uh, that I would go down to Miami and maybe get some sort of digital marketing job. But quite honestly, I was burned out. I had been doing digital marketing for 18 years at that point. And I just, I'd worked long, hard hours. Wasn't, didn't really have the passion for it anymore. Really had the passion for the real estate. Had done it as a hobby and done pretty well for myself. And you know, it took, it took a bit of gumption, but um, I, I just said, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I think I can do this full time. And that's when I, um, that's when I started, you know, making myself as a, a full-time real estate investor. And about six months into that journey, I realized that fixing and flipping apartments just really wasn't going to get me to the place that I wanted to be um, and to really scale that business. And that's when I found out about real estate syndication, where I'm sure most of your listeners know, but in case anyone who doesn't, a lot of investors can pool together capital and experience and things of that nature and go after these otherwise unobtainable assets. Uh, that's when I jumped in headfirst into there and have made a pretty good go of it for the past six years. Well, it sounds like a great journey that you were on. So Thanks. tell us a little bit about your book. What prompted you to write a book? After Miami, we lived in Boston for four years. While I was in Boston, I started a meetup group there and we got to a point where we had a lot of people coming. We'd have between one to 200 people at each event. And a lot of these people own small multifamily locally, but not out of state. And so a lot of the conversation was about either you know myself or we'd have a lot of different guests come and talk about investing, investing out of state, investing in syndications, sort of broadening people's horizons. And a lot of people would come to me I think as you know, the host of the group, and also they knew that I passively invest and I sponsor my own deals and say, Matt, I'm looking at this deal. I'm thinking about investing in my first syndication. Would you look at this deal for me and tell me what you think? And I, I would do that. I would, I would sit down with them, take a look at the deal. I would never tell people to do a deal or not to do a deal, but I would point out things, oh, this looks a little interesting, like 20% rent growth every year for the next 10 years. <laughs> like that, that might be a little aggressive. You might wanna ask the sponsor why they did that, things of that nature. And it just became more and more and more and more people asking me. It was taking up a lot of my time and I have other things that I need to do. So I decided to put this all down on a, in a document of some sort, thinking, oh, I could give people this document, they could use that. Well. It came out to be a book, about a 70 to 80 page book, and it was the most boring thing you've ever seen. Now, Dan, you would appreciate it because you're a real estate guy. I mean, this is what you do. Yeah. And it was totally like numbers and facts and figures and great for someone like you or me. But for the average person, even if they have experience with real estate, it just was a really boring dry read. So what I did was I then went back and said, I'm going to take all these things that I'm talking about and sort of teach at a very basic level, the concept behind these things that you want to look at and why it matters and how it works. And I'm going to teach it the way that I learn. So at the beginning of the book, we're talking about really basic things like assets, like what's an asset, what's a liability, things of that nature. By the end of the book, I'm talking about air rights deals, 1031 mm -hmm. exchanges, things that are a little bit more advanced. And so as you read through the book, as I progress in my career, the 
conversation gets a little more and more complex as you go through, but hopefully fun and entertaining the whole way through because real estate books can be really boring. <laughs> Some can be, and I, I like that you've described how you start at kind of a baseline level and progress as you get through the book. You know, we have a course, the CRE Pro course, and we did the same exact thing. In the beginning, we wanted to level the playing field and give people the introduction so that people are, you know, at a, at a, at a similar place and then carry them through to more advanced uh, concepts. So I can definitely relate to that. So you've, you've had a lot of experience. You've done a lot of things, you know, you were in, in uh, you know, back in the dot-com bubble burst, you were doing something else. Then you got into real estate. You've been doing, uh, you know, multifamily syndications. You wrote a book. If you could go back in time, knowing everything you know now, what would you do differently? I get that question a lot. And I would have invested in real estate sooner. Mm. And I would have invested more. There you go. Invest in real <laughs> estate know? soon. And invest in real estate more. I love that. That's great. That's really yeah, good advice. I mean, I, I, I think that I would be in a very different place. I, I look young, but I, you know, I turned 49 in a couple months. And so, you know, if, if I had been doing this in my 20s, I think I would be in a very different place than I am now. Sure. Um, you know, and, and if I hadn't started it as just a hobby, but also if I had known that I could have gotten in the commercial real estate world at that time, instead of I mean, buying the primary residence was good, but then I went ahead, you know, my first like real investment I would consider was when I bought a, a piece of land and then eventually built a house on there. Had I taken that money and that funds and, and I mean, I don't regret it. I enjoyed doing it. It set me on the path to where I am now, but from a purely financial perspective, if I would have taken that money and invested in commercial real estate projects that I had known about syndication, I didn't even know they existed back then, but if I had known about it, I'd probably be in a much better financial situation than I am now. There you go. Yeah, they say that the best time to invest in real estate is 20 years ago, right? But the second best time yeah. is now. And that's a perfect example. So another yeah. question I love to ask guests is top three pieces of advice. So the, the first is education. And so uh, that's something that's been important to me from the beginning. And, and when I say education, I'm not talking about college necessarily. Mm -hmm. But when I moved to New York, I moved to New York to be an actor. I went to the, I did go to a, to a conservatory, a musical theater conservatory. I studied and immersed myself in musical theater and did that professionally. Then when I started getting involved in the digital marketing, I went ahead and did that again and immersed myself in that. When I wanted to get into real estate, I immersed myself in that. And, and in, you know, when it comes to real estate, I joined some mentorship groups. I listened to a ton of podcasts. I talk about in my book, I have a section, I call it Podcast University, because I feel like I almost went to Podcast University. I read a ton of books. I mean, your, your, your podcast is great. I, I've read a ton of books. I also did take a couple of courses of study at, at Boston University. I have two different certificates, one in real estate finance and one in commercial real estate. Um, but I think education is the most important thing for an investor, whether you're passive or active. That's number one. Number two, network as much as possible. It's all about relationships. I, I can't think of a real estate deal that I have ever done that is not tied in one aspect or another, and sometimes very, very much tied in with the relationship. I mean, you're a broker, Dan. I mean, you have relationships that you build with potential investors, right? Mm -hmm. If you have an investor who you have a relationship with versus <clears throat> someone you never met before, and they're both offering your client the same price on a property that you're selling, you're gonna go with the person that you know because you have sure. that surety of closing. Yep. And there's a number of different factors why you would do that. And so relationships are key. 
So education, um, I would say uh, the the uh, relationships. And then thirdly, I mean, my superpower is persistence. There you go. That's an important one. That is a really important one. You know, I found that I a, lot of, a lot of times when I'm dealing with new clients, the mm-hmm. there's like a almost like a litmus test that if if uh if you if you follow up a certain number of times then they give you the time of day and i feel like you know after a certain number of initial calls most brokers fall off it's the person that keeps going right and makes that one extra call that one extra email that one extra follow-up that's the person that gets the deal yeah and and that's that's what i found in my experience and i have stories in my book that are not real estate related where things have worked out really well in my life because of persistence and also real estate related i mean i think those are just you know the 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 all three of those things are just good things in life like no matter what you're doing no matter what you're pursuing sure. um, and persistence you got to be careful you don't want to be obnoxious but politely persistent is really good there you go that's right well hey we're just about out of time any closing remarks maybe you can tell people how they can get in touch with you Sure. Uh, my website, pacheni.com. And let me spell that. It's P like in Peter, I-C-H-E-N-Y.com. That's where you can go to get my book. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter, which is packed full of great investment tips. And I have a blog with a lot of real estate information on there. So check out pacheni.com. I think you'll find some value there. Awesome. Well, hey, Matt Pacheni, really appreciate having you on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, everyone watching, please Take a look at our website, danontop.com. We've got tons and tons of great interviews with great guests like Matt. Matt, hey, we really appreciate having you on the show this week. Thanks, Dan. It was a pleasure. Yep. All right. Looking forward. <laughs> it looks like uh, our outro music was a little late there. My bad. Anyway, I'm Dan Lukowitz host of Dan on Top Show. We've had a great episode here with Matt Pacheni. Really appreciate you joining us and appreciate everybody dealing with that little uh, delay there. Hey, thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you guys soon.